Welcome to Drinking Buddies, a podcast where we drink interesting things with interesting people, hosted by your friends at Swim Creative. Hi there. Along with Amber Uli, digital strategist at Swim Creative, I'm Bill Nelson, director of account services at Swim. I'll be your host for this episode of Drinking Buddies. We will be chatting and drinking with Robert Gardner, Artistic Executive Director at the Minnesota Ballet. Welcome, Robert. Thank you very much. It's a busy time at the Minnesota Ballet, so we'll have a lot to talk about. But first things first, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm having a berry bash from the Protein Pub. It's a really great drink for me with the kind of work I do. As the Artistic Executive Director, I'm not only doing administrative work. In fact, a bulk of my work is working in the studio with the dancers, teaching, training, staging. and uh, So this is a great drink to keep my energy up and going all day. I'm drinking the uh, Energizer, and it's the pumpkin flavor in the spirit of the fall season that is upon us. And it's got a giant straw. These are huge straws that come out of these cups. Um, and it's very good. And we're actually doing this today from your temporary yes, offices. Yes, temporary offices. The Protein Pub is, is below your home, home over right, the Board of Trade. Board of Trade. Um, so what's going on? You got uh, construction or something happening? Or- well, July, there was a huge storm that came through Duluth, a very strange storm that sort of took these bizarre sort of zigzag tracks in it. A hundred mile an hour winds hit a chimney on the top of the border tray which fell over and collapsed the seventh floor ceiling and in doing that unfortunately right under that area where all of our company costumes, all the, the major ballets that we do, Nutcracker, Dracula, Firebird. Um, so those were all buried under rubble, but it also impeded and destroyed part of the staircase. So all of the tenants on the Board of Trade had to vacate for about a month. So they're getting back in. So the protein pub is back in. <laughs> we're not back in yet. Okay. But I just got some good news that we're moving very quickly towards us getting back into our home. We have such a beautiful space at the Board of Trade. We're on the trading floor on the eighth floor. It's just glorious. You know, the building was built in 1889 or 1890. And then, um, the, so that trading floor was very active until about 1965. And then it sort of sat empty. It's a big open space with giant windows and Italian stucco ceilings and marble all around and so we were able to uh, move in there and keep it historically accurate because all we really needed to do was was lay a dance where we didn't have to put cubicles in and we didn't have to really change anything so it's quite a stunning space so it's it's a really wonderful space to dance and I'm sure you're excited to get back yes <laughs> we're sort of displaced all over the city right now and i'm ping-ponging all over the place so our offices are here the company's working out of our depot studios but because we have such a large school we had to find another space for the overflow of students that would have used the board of trade studio in the afternoons after the company finished rehearsing so well, and here comes at a time when you had uh, and still have a lot going on. I yeah, want to talk just about right that, at the but... beginning of our of our new season, we just were coming off of a very successful, exciting 50th anniversary season of the company. So we were looking forward to moving into our second half century. We still are. This just posed some challenges that we have been overcoming, and we're a very resilient organization, and we have a very very supportive community that's really been just you know really helpful to us keeping our operations going well and it's i mean it it sounds to me like it didn't slow you down uh, you guys are busier than ever and why don't you talk a little bit about uh the show that you just yes and then you have a show one of our our big shows that was 
impacted by the collapse of the Board of Trade, Dracula. You know, uh, one of my big roles is the uh, artistic direction of the company. You know, so it was a big decision trying to decide about programming for our, after coming off our 50th anniversary season. So I wanted to start out by giving the opportunity to some of our artists who were interested in being choreographers, some former company members that wanted to choreograph, and also guest choreographers within the community. I wanted it all to be within our Twin Ports community um, to choreograph, to create new works. And we decided to call the show Moving Beyond. There were five new works, five choreographers, because we were moving beyond our 50th anniversary season into the next half century. Well, it became a very poignant name because it turned out we were moving beyond and the disaster that happened at the Board of Trade and remaining resilient and, and keeping our keeping our artistic flow happening. So that was a very exciting, very contemporary works, mostly balletically based. One was was very modern. In fact, my ballerinas were barefoot, which is not something that happens often in a classical ballet company. And um, it was wonderful. I have a lot of new dancers this season. Very international group. Canada, Australia, Japan, from all over the country. I've got a few Southerners from South Carolina and Florida who are a little nervous about the winters in Duluth. Actually, their parents are more nervous than they are. So uh, I had this very diverse group of dancers and artists, and it was a great way for me as, a, as the director to see their versatility, see their capabilities. It was successful. We were originally supposed to be in the Board of Trade because it was an intimate evening of new choreography. That was the concept. Well, we got displaced, but the, the College of St. Scholastica came to our rescue and offered us their theater. They just happened to, it happened to be available four days of the week that we were doing it. So we cut our production time short a little bit and we were able to do it. And the dancers rose to the occasion. It was quite, it was quite exciting. It was a small performance. I wish more people could have seen it because it was just so innovative and wonderful. And, it, and I, I really opened my eyes to the, the multi-talents of my artists. So that was uh, in September, the 22nd and the 23rd. And we immediately jumped into uh, starting rehearsals for Dracula, which is a big show that we do at the deck. And it's my choreography. It's quite an interesting production. It's different than most other productions because it's uh, done in the style of a graphic novel, you know, like a like Marvel comic book heroes. So it really has a really interesting, innovative look to it and a, quite a diverse score of music. And I based it directly from Bram Stoker's original novel, Dracula. So we're working on that right now. Why don't you tell me one more time, when is, when is Dracula... Dracula is October 21st, that's a Friday, Saturday, October 22nd, and then we're, tr we're doing this for the first time Sunday, October 23rd, we're doing a matinee, and it's going to be a family fun costume matinee, so you get to try out your Halloween costume a week early. We're going to have picture boards so they can take their picture right in front of Dracula, and we're inviting families and everybody just to wear their favorite costume and come, and I'm very excited about that. Our Dracula is dramatic and exciting. But it's, it's not so scary that it's not like a family fun event, you know. And then if somebody wants to get tickets, how do they get their hands on Well, uh, you can get tickets through our website, minnesotaballet.org. You can call the office here at 218-529-3742. Uh, or you can get them at the deck. It's really great that, you know, we have all of these different arts yes. in Duluth. Not a real big city. Mm. For its size, we have a lot going on. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about the history of the Minnesota Ballet. Right. But first, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you ended up here. 
my parents, I'm from the South, so uh, they always went to this monthly dance party. It's called Cotillion. And um, I would see them practicing stuff. So I started by learning some ballroom dancing with my with the neighbor girl. She dragged me to a dance studio. I was just going to take jazz class. And they said, no, no, guys, if you if you have to take ballet too. All guys at the studio have to take ballet. Or they, you know. So I did, and I, I immediately fell in love with it. I just connected with it. Um, I was a bit of a, a shy, brainy kid, you know, and I didn't really do a lot of outside activities at school. But it really... That allowed me to find myself and open myself up, and I find that with a lot of students at the School of Minnesota Ballet, that dance is really a form of expression that really allows them to show their own creativity. So that's how I sort of got started. So then, once I discovered that, I didn't listen to my parents, and I said, no, I'm going to pursue a career in dance. But I did go to North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Then I got a scholarship to go to the School of American Ballet in New York City. But I ended up dancing with the Joffrey Ballet when it was still in New York. And uh, so I started my professional career there. I sort of skipped over something. I actually came to Duluth while I was a student in New York with a dance festival. And that's when I discovered that there was a ballet company here because they were located at the depot. At that time, it was called the Duluth Ballet. And I was amazed that a city this size on the shores of Lake Superior had a professional ballet company with really nice facilities down I ended up dancing for a major part of my season in Cleveland, Ohio with the Cleveland San Jose Valley, which at the time was one of the largest regional ballet companies in the United States. Um, when I left there, I went to Chicago, and Chicago is the route that brought me up here to be a guest dancer and ballet master, and then that turned into ballet master and associate artistic director. That was in 1992, and now I'm going on my ninth season as the artistic executive director. This is the longest place I've stayed in my career as a dancer. And why is that? Why Duluth? Because I was coming to the end of my on-stage dancing performing career, but I, I was very interested in choreography. I was very interested in working with dancers and passing on all the great experiences I had, and this allowed me that opportunity. The history, you know, when I hear Minnesota Ballet mm -hmm. and I go, the Minnesota Ballet mm -hmm. is in Duluth. Um, there are others, but still, the Minnesota Ballet, as it has evolved, the yes. Minnesota Ballet. And yet, and we do, we truly represent the state. We tour all throughout the Midwest. We, have, we go to Canada every year. We have been to South America. We've been to the East Coast. We've been as far west as Texas. Mainly, we represent our city and our community throughout the state and the Midwest. The company was born in 1965, um, and it was a civic ballet company then called the Duluth Civic Ballet, and it was mostly made up of students, and it was a community-driven organization. They decided they wanted to, to be more professional, so they hired a professional artistic director to run the company, and then they would bring in guest artists. And then over the years it grew, and they started to hire professional dancers. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful profession, and I just have a passion for the art form and for the artists that want to pursue that as their career. So for the art form, like, why is, why do you think ballet is so important, like, to the community to have that type of art here? I think dance in general is completely relatable to everyone. Some people may not think that until they see it, but it's a very human art form. 
and it's able to tell stories, relate emotions, and reach people on a very innate level in a way that some of the other art forms may not. Music reaches people in a certain way. Theater does. But we use our bodies, which everybody has, so we're very human up there, and we are carving out space and demonstrating the music, or we're telling the story through movement. So, you know, music and dance are such great partners and theater. I mean, we're very theatrical, so when you see Dracula, and it's based on Bram Stoker's wonderful gothic novel, the story is being told through movement and through the, the actions of the of the dancers, and you're, it's very clear. You know who Jonathan Harker is. Obviously, you know who Dracula is, and you know these characters come to life through through the choreography, the movement, the costumes, and the sets that you see. And it's amazing to me when I see our young students who, when I meet them in the hall or out in the community, and they're very shy, and they're very shy, and then I go watch them in class, or we just had our Nutcracker auditions, because our Nutcracker comes up in December, and all of our students, they have to be eight years old, can audition for the Nutcracker. And we put them through a fairly rigorous, because we want them we are pride our school on being very professional, so we want them to understand, like, if you want to pursue this profession, this is what you're going to go through. And to see them come in, they're all nervous with their little numbers on, and then I start to give them them steps, and I start to show them the choreography, and then they come along. So it's a, it, it's a great voice for uh, people to, to express themselves. And you can be involved in ballet, you know, dancers and set people. And oh, there's so many different ways. You know, so, and what, that's another thing that's so great about this community is it's such so rich artistically with costume designers, scenic designers, you know, musicians. And we utilize mostly artists from this community. Dracula was designed by Ann Gumper, who's a brilliant scenic designer here in this community. The costumes were designed by Sandra Ely, who works and lives in this community. Sometimes we bring people in to do other things, you know. Um, one thing I really enjoy is when my students move on, some of them have been in the company, some of them have just graduated from the dance school, and they go on and maybe they decide not to be a dancer, but they're going to be a musician. So in this uh, show, Moving Beyond, one of my dancers who was in the company has now become a musician and is a professor of music, and he's a composer. We used one of his pieces for the one of the new choreography things. For one of my ballets several years ago, one of my dancers, who decided she liked the technical aspect more, designed the costumes. So we brought her back from New York to design the costumes for my ballet. That is such a special thing for me, to be able to bring back our alumni, and they still stay involved with us. It's amazing what a small, worldly, artistic community is. So. And if somebody wants to be involved with a Minnesota Ballet, how do they get in touch with they you? They would contact us here, either through the email at office at minnesotaballet.org, or give us a call, and we can talk and uh, figure out how they can be involved. All right, Robert Gardner, Artistic Executive Director at the Minnesota Ballet, thank you very much for joining us today. Break a leg. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah.